Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. Glasgow win, Edinburgh lose, and Dave Rennie tells you how to recycle. Here we go. Alright, welcome back. Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. To my left, there is Matt. How are you, pal? Good, mate. How are you? Very, very well. And Alan, how are you, mate? I'm alright. I know it's early, but I mean, you look like it's really fucking early. Well, it was up quite late as well. <laughs> I've only had about five hours sleep. This, I'm not looking good. This is commitment to the pod. Thanks again for joining us, guys. Um, we are here before work bringing you your weekly installment of Scottish Rugby. So we are going to be getting into the news and then looking back at Glasgow's win and Edinburgh's loss. Um, you've been chatting to us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Podcast on Instagram. I don't think we've done anything on Instagram, but um, we'll start that up again. Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And you will not believe, lads, we have got two new emails. Woo! And that that's, is that's the much. Thistle Rugby at Gmail. Dot com. I'll start us off with one of that. Andrew Nimmo writes in the emails, Great fun listening to the pod. Five stars. Right balance of banter, analysis, and interviews. Fantastic to listen to during the week to stoke the excitement for upcoming Glasgow, Edinburgh, or Scotland matches, filling an important gap and covering Scottish rugby um, at a very exciting time. Please give a shout-out to my friend down south, Chris. <laughs> Chris. No, more, no, more, Chris. no more details given. Well, if he's a listener, then... I'm sure so that'll be appreciated. Chris, who down, lives down south. down south. So that could be the borders. It could be anywhere in England or Wales or anything further south. So Chris, <laughs> if you are listening, thanks a lot for coming along. Um, well done covering for me last week, Alan. You were very good, I thought. <sighs> I thought we were missing something. Were you missing something? Uh, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Were you not? I wasn't feeling it. It's yeah. good, good to have the... 
the gang good back. It is great to be back as a three, and I know the listeners like it when we're all together. Yeah. How are you feeling post-vegan retreat? You don't look any different. No. So, you look worse, actually. <laughs> Literally the one of the worst investments I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I was suicidal by the end of the week. It was awful. Um, no, it was great. But, and I listened to the pod lying on the beach in ah. Italy last week. It's it was nice to do that on holiday, isn't it? Real nice treat to be getting into some gritty Scottish rugby analysis yeah. when, you're, when you're sunning yourself. <laughs> or in my case, lying in the shade because I'm super pale. Right, enough about us. Should we get into the news and the talking points from the week? You guys have sent us in lots on Twitter, um, which we're going to pick up throughout the pod. But I think we're going to have to start with some bad news. Two of Scotland's great centres suffering very serious injuries last week. Should we start with Mark Bennett and then go into Duncan Taylor? What what were your views on Mark Bennett's injury? I mean, it's just another run of sort of bad luck for him. Yeah, it's awful. It, it, I guess there's a lot of debate over whether... I can't remember who made the, the rock clear out. I think it was Kutsia and someone else. It was yeah. It like a sort of two-man... One of the cro- crocodile rolls, as, as they keep calling them. Uh, which sort of means your knee stays... Like your boots are still in the ground and the rest of your body gets twisted and away. And it's kind of, it's it's kind of a bit of a neck roll element to it as well, which they have been trying to stamp out. Yeah, I mean that that happens so many times in a game. Yeah, that it's not as if you know they were hard done by in that instance and it yeah. was deliberate or anything. It is just clearly a way that they're being taught to get people out of the way. That, that being said, Richard Cockrell's come out and he says he thinks it's fine. He doesn't. He didn't see it as an illegal sort of challenge. He's just like that's that is rugby these days. Yeah, I don't think it's currently illegal it's just it's really dangerous yeah the, the whole any way that you clear out someone who's got in a good body position either you fire in like a torpedo yeah or you do the roll that's, that's the both th- of which are really horrible and dangerous that's the thing yeah. the number of clear outs that people have got absolutely no intention of binding or staying on their feet how do you bind like, how do you bind them imagine like running into a ruck this is around. not the right forum i know i'm just for saying it's all, it's all part of it collectively but. we've hit less than 10 rucks in our um, <laughs> in our rugby careers i've yeah. definitely never ran in full pelt as well <laughs> imagine how much it would hurt oh be horrendous it's a shame though and then duncan taylor playing in the a league for saracens ruptured his anterior and his posterior cruciate ligament and he's out for the whole season but optim- they're optimistic he'll be back for the World Cup. God, the World Cup's so far away, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone made a good point on, on Twitter asking, why can't all of our centres be fit at the same time? I know. It seems to be whenever one of them comes back, another one you know, drops down injured. Yeah. It's such a shame. And, and the fact that, I think I mentioned it last week, the fact that Duncan Taylor has had so many like concussion injuries and issues, and then to come back, and I was thinking it would be another concussion, but to do something completely different and so badly, it just... Oh. Saying like what you know, what kind of luck I'm meant to have here? Coming back from an ACL, I mean, potentially career ending. He's he's what thirty plus? Uh, High twenties. High twenties, I'd say. But even when you look at our other centres at the moment, like Hugh Jones seems to be picking up injuries all the time. You just like little one. I know he's had had his wrist operation over the summer, and then Dunbar is just struggling all the time with injuries, and it's sort of. Weirdly, sort of last year, when obviously Taylor was sort of having a smashing summer tour and Hugh Jones looked like literally God's gift to yeah, Scotland, it's it's kind of gone back now. We're getting a little bit worried about that depth in the senses. 
Is this part of your Christine campaign? Are you... <laughs> I'm just saying, the man doesn't get injured. The man. A few little Hugh Jones I don't think he's ever seen it in injured. <laughs> well, Hugh Jones is on the plane to Johannesburg with, uh, with Glasgow Warriors. I expect he'll probably not play... Maybe we'll play in Cape Town next weekend as opposed to... Uh, I don't think. Why would he be playing in Cape Town? They're definitely going to Cape Town as part of their tour. That maybe it's for downtime. I mean, there's literally no team in the Pro 14 from Cape Town. So <laughs> going down there. I listened listen to that, um, the Glasgow Warriors pod. Come on. Don't, talk, uh, about don't talk about that, mate. Sorry, it was terrible. Um, right. So get well soon, Mark and uh, Duncan. Really sorry to hear those. Um, right. Few other little bits and pieces that have come out this week. Pre World Cup warm out match, Scotland versus France. They're going to be playing at the big stadium down in Nice. It's really nice. The Alliance Stadium where Did you was that a joke on purpose? It's it really it's really it nice. Too early, it? <laughs> well, it's bad. It, it is really nice. Um Seems to be seeing it. Some people are seeing it through the lens of the SRU's continuing sort of um like courtship of Alliance, the big insurer. No, stop, stop just investing in Nice. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a link, clearly, but... I had a look. Um, Stad Niswa, two from two this year. Ooh. Who's, are there any Scots actually playing? I couldn't, I actually, I looked all the way in this morning, so about half an hour on the phone, I was looking to find a team sheet from the last match, and I couldn't find one. They've got like Dave Chai, uh, Bruce Falk. No, 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 um, no, 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 they've all come back now. So there's a new bunch that's gone out, oh, one, of, well. one of whom's Hamish Bain. I'm not sure who the other ones are. They also have, in that case, they haven't updated. They haven't updated. No, I checked that. They've, yeah, it's not a great website. 100% Dodson's getting paid like a Nice Villa on the side for this. I reckon it's going to become Allianz Murrayfield. Heard it here first. That's what, I think that's what they're aiming for. Fine. Once the BT deal runs out. Fine. It's going to become the Allianz at Murrayfield, like Sports Direct at St. James Park. <laughs> That great success story. Um, so that's good. That, that's the first of our two matches, I think, we're playing against France pre-World Cup. I think we've got four warm-ups in total. And then we're we? playing two home and away against Georgia, Georgia as well. So that's the first one. Down in the south of France, that's going to be a hell of a trip. We should go. We, could, we should go. I think let's do that. Um, speaking of foreign-based um, rugby, there was a tweet that went out that caused an awful lot of trouble this week. One of the Super 6 teams, an unnamed Super 6 team, using a recruitment consultant to attract a foreign 10 to come and join the Super 6. So, you know... It's grist, it's grist to the mill of the Super 6 haters. Like that, that was going... Amongst a very niche segment of Twitter, going viral absolutely. and getting people very upset. Like, that is about... His Fair enough. It's not... It doesn't look very good. And no, the fact that, you know... Until Finn Russell came along, like standoff was a problem position from the last like twenty years yeah. in reality, and we, you know, it's still a problem in terms of if Finn Russell goes down, we're a bit screwed. So to see that is just a bit of a kick in the teeth. And you say the tweet's been taken down the tweet now. Tweet has been taken down. Who at the SAU's had words? Aaron Dalton, Scott Johnson, the top comes straight from the top. <laughs> Dalton's cracked down. We've had the we've had the SAU's censorship this week, so you know. I mean, we know what happens? Is there six? semi-professional level 10s playing in the premiership no it's a fair point but yeah and i but i appreciate that part of what the super six is is to develop develop professional yeah. players for the scottish yeah. game so i mean yeah it just the optics look terrible oh, mm. so bad but from bad to the positive um uh, the SP Energy Networks, who make those really great logos on the Glasgow shirt, have now, are now going to be putting that great logo on all the women's uh, shirts as well. 
uh, we had, actually had a bit of a debate last night. Why are SP Energy Networks sponsoring the shirt? Like, what are they getting getting out of this? Just, not just for the women's game, but for Glasgow as well. Some new customers. People love switching energy bills. Have you not done it before? <laughs> it's such a joyous experience. <laughs> it's, it's are just, we getting sponsored by SP Energy Networks? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'd take it. I would take I it. If I got free energy for life, done. Sign me up. Yeah. Um, energy for life. That is our pr- <laughs> that's our price. <laughs> that is my price right there. I think, you know, going back to a conversation we had with Don McKay, though, I think it's great that the women's team are have got potentially the clout now that they can carve out their own deal. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I think it's just great to see the investment in the women's game. And Matt, I believe you're going to be speaking to Jade Conkle. Is it today or tomorrow? Yeah, I'm having a chat with her today, all the way from France. She's just been nominated for player of the year in the France equivalent of the top 14. So, heady nice. times to her. So, we're just going to have a word, talk about her life down there and women's rugby in Scotland overall. Sounds great. So, we'll be dropping that into our pod next week. So, make sure you come back for that. Matt, do you want to take us through the second round of games from the Tenants Premiership? Of course. Absolute also pleasure. Also, Tenants, if you want to sponsor this pod. <clears throat> free beer for life. I'll take that. <laughs> free beer and free energy. I love what Tenants. Else did you do? Tenants. What You're a great, warm and hydrated. <laughs> what, what a great um, So, going through the results, Glasgow Hawks, I think, are going to have quite a tough time of it this season. They have a pretty young team, and they shipped 50 away to Melrose, which is never an easy place to go, but Boyish. it looked boys against men there. Uh, Harriet's won the City Derby, uh, beating Watsonians 28-24 in a close one. Absolutely. Hoyks, once again, looked like if there was relegation, they'd be favourites. Um, 63-7 against Barmuir. And Air looking kind of like the team to beat at the moment, uh, putting Curry to the sword, 30-17. Thanks very much for that, Matt. Um, we have listened to you guys say they want us to cover a little bit more of the premiership within the pod. Um, so what we've done is we're going to be working with um, Scottish rugby journalist Gary Heatley. As of next week, he's going to be sending us in um, his premiership roundup of the week. So that's going to become part of the thistle. So you can come here, you get all of your Scottish rugby news in one place, so we're really looking forward to working with um, with Gary. Can we chat about the the mixed Jumel Harriet shirt that's been released? Yes. Oh my god, it is horrendous! <laughs> it, it's horrendous if you're involved at the club. I actually don't. Looking at the strip, it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. They just as a color palette, it just doesn't I, work I don't for think me. It's that bad. If, you, if you've not seen it, is it's on our Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. This is the merger of the sort of the lower teams of Harriet's and um, Stu Mel. It kind of looks like they've just gone right. How can we do this? We'll take the bottom half of the Harriet shirt and yeah. the top half of the Stu Mel shirt. That's fine. That's literally. <laughs> they've not. They've not tried to make any sort of new identity. It's just, um, just like you know, a few things coming up on social media recently. Some real Stu Mel stalwarts having to put on a full Harriet strip before this. It's just quite. Sad it's like to one see. of those stitched up like Rangers and Celtic shirts that you get. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah or like a, a Scotland Ireland where it's four quadrants for yeah, people exactly. who like both teams. I've enjoyed quite a lot of Stu Mel FPs putting up comments like. Father, I have sinned, as they're in like Harriet strips, wearing the Harriet strips. <laughs> Absolutely love that. And the other thing that's it's not strictly news, but did you guys see Dave Rennie's advert for recycling in Scotsdale? <laughs> it's amazing. No, wait, what? Oh, it's like a, it's like a ten second video on um, Twitter, and he's like, "Make sure you put your compostables in the recycling bin, <laughs> in the bun," and then he lifts in up the, the bun. bin and puts it in a bottle. And then <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like 12 seconds. It's just it's, ridiculous. It's, it's unbelievable. Is yeah. it for an actual brand or is it just to promote recycling? It's not a brand, though. It's not It's not really an advert, but it was just like this weird video out of nowhere. Babe Brown just putting <laughs> stuff in the bin. Fair. I, I love the Glasgow media team's content. Push out quite a lot of great yeah, cringe yeah. videos. Yeah, they do. I mean, off the back of Ali Price's Sterling Furniture. Advert, <laughs> yeah. It's just another, it's another great in the genre. On the topic of Ali Price... The man lost eight kilograms over the summer. Eight kegs. Mate. What's what, he carrying? What diet is that lad on? I need to find out. We need to get him on the pod. <laughs> Let's find that out. Ali, you know you're listening. Come on the pod and tell us about the diet. He must only be like, what, 80 kilograms? Mm, maybe a bit more. A bit more, but still, like, he's not like... 80 to 85, probably. You know, he's not like Simon Bergen, who's trying to drop from like 130 yeah. to like yeah. 122. He probably got a little bit tired of everyone being like, oh, have you seen how fit George Horn is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of his Bronco score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bronco, Christ. man. That's <laughs> getting really boring. Yeah, no, that's I mean, fair. You can't have an article without George talking about how fit George Horn is. And to be fair, he looked relatively sharp when he came on. Yeah, he, was he good. did. He was I mean, yeah. It's great. If that's a reaction to George Horn coming through, yeah. Ali Price coming out of this, his little bit of a doldrum last year, yeah. like, that's only going to be a good thing. Um, okay, so that's all of the news, I think. There'll probably be some more. Team news is coming up later today. This is Thursday morning, so we'll be putting that out on our social channels, so keep an eye on that. Um, how bad is the way Glasgow lay out their team sheets, by the way? Why do they do that? They're the only team that does it. I really don't know. I hate it. Make, it's confusing. Make team sheets normal again. That would be good. Um, <laughs> right. But Glasgow are two from two. They are top of the um, of the conference. They got a good win at home. Really good win. 25-10 against Munster on Friday night. Tries from Gibbons, Hoggy, and try machine Adam Ash. Um, Hoggy kicking the conversions. And then pen from Horn and pen from Hoggy. What did you guys make of it? I mean, I think the main talking point is... Glasgow's pack, they are, they're looking solid. Yeah, I think it's obviously hard to take too much away, sort of two games into season. But the balance of that front row with Ollie Kebble, Fraser Brown and Xander Ferguson is one of the most exciting things, I think, going into this season. Wow. Mm. Their scrum is absolutely motoring. But the thing is, I think Xander Ferguson's been doing much more in the loose and therefore... You can, and because you've got Ollie Kebble in the scrum, you don't have to worry about him in the scrum. So you've got a nice balance of you've got one absolute mm. scrumming beast. Ferguson's sort of been the point of contact for a lot of attacks as well. Yeah, yeah. He's been distributing. He's been standing the, at first receiver and then just short the passes inside outside to sort of mm. move the point of contact. And he had at least one which he put put to the deck um, at the weekend. But broadly speaking, his skill set looks really, really decent. Yeah. I think you you forget with Xander Ferguson, he's what, 23, 24? Yeah. He's still if so that, young. If that, I think he's only about 22. And I think playing in that front row, and I don't know, Fraser Brown looked in great shape as well. He I, just looks solid as. In the first half, I thought Fraser Brown was standout, man yeah. of the match. Mm. And obviously going into going into the Autumn Internationals, if he continues keeping that form, it'd be interesting to see whether they stick with Stuart McAnally. I doubt he'll displace McAnally, but... I mean, it's Ram- a pretty incredible option to have off the bench. We'll come on to talk about um, Edinburgh, but Rambo looked, you know, pretty decent. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no I get that. Do, he's still doing his thing. But I generally thought that first 40 minutes, Fraser Brown looked like world, world class. Mm. And uh, obviously, coming back from a lot of injuries, looking real good. I'll tell you, he look, he's made a massive difference to that. Adam Ash. Adam Ash looks like he's, he's come back. He's 
offering maybe just that little bit more of an abrasive carrier for Glasgow. Like he's he's a big bloke. He's not enormous, but mm. he seems to be doing something that they've been missing a little bit more, getting that little bit of go forward. Yeah. And we discussed this last week because we thought initially they'd probably drop Rob Harley and bring Adam Ash into the back row. Obviously, they drop Cummings and put Harley yeah. into the second row. But I think having Ash as that option as a first or second receiver just adds so much more yeah, to that Glasgow good, team. He's a good ball player as well. Yeah. And it allows sort of Gibbons and Wilson to go and do their thing, which is like Gibbons is still looking absolutely class. I th- yeah. I think Wilson started the season quite well as well. When, he's not, when we're not expecting him to do that hard yards ball carrying from number eight. Yeah, I think I don't I don't want him to do the hard yards ball carrying. I want him doing those clear outs, getting yeah. stuck in yeah, the yeah. rut because that's what he does best. And actually I think when he gets he feels like he has to take on the responsibility of ball carrying, I actually think that's when his performance dips quite considerably. Yeah. Absolutely. Um we asked you guys for your talking points on Twitter and um Twitter celebrity G Love, uh Graham Love said Adam Hastings a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Blossoming, Blossoming in front of our eyes. And I couldn't have put it better myself. I mean, the only thing we've learned from this weekend is Adam Hastings is potentially related to Finn Russell in some way. There is, they, there is a chance. Like, we're just going to have a second standoff <laughs> who one week looks dog shit and one week looks <laughs> a fucking superstar. But it is, it's like, that's exactly what he is. At least Adam Hastings kind of looks like a rugby player, though. That Finn is Russell true. Finn Russell does still look like a stonemason who's found his way <laughs> onto a rugby pitch. Yeah. I mean, fair. But... Again, you know, Hastings has got that very, appears to have that very variable performance. Yeah, I agree with that. And but how, many, this, how many, you know, first class starts has he had? Like less than 20? Yeah. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Like, and the fact yeah, that he's still, caps, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the fact that he can still deliver those levels of performance with that little experience is, is pretty astonishing, really. No, I think he's just, at, he's constantly asking questions of defenses, possibly because they don't, he he or they definitely don't know what he's up to. <laughs> yeah. But like you look at those little touches, like the little kick through for Hoggy to touch down for yeah. the second try was yeah. so nice. Yeah, that's very nice. Considering the dead ball area at Scotland's about half a meter long, you've only got so much to play with. Yeah. That was such a nice little touch. Mm. And it just seemed that he was constantly asking questions and maybe he needs to work on his game management a little bit. I think that's absolutely right. But when you've got Pete Horn outside him and Hoggy who is really looking like he's stepping up this year into that leadership role. Obviously, the drop goal against Connor, but again, 
he just looks like such a serious proposition of that team, like really dragging them all forward. Yeah, yeah you're right. He looks like he's got an edge to him this year. He does. Yeah. It's like he ever, means business. Ever since he lost his hair, he's just looking hard. Well, maybe it's because he knows it's his last season at Scotland. Potentially. Well, do you see that this week? Dave Rennie came out and said that Hoggy wants to stay. Yes, I did see that. And Hogg's yeah. agent is like, yes, push <laughs> yes. up yeah. that price. He does want to stay, but <laughs> here are the seven figures that he'll stay for. Yeah, exactly. Quick, we don't want to get into too much of it, but quick thoughts. Should Glasgow fight to keep Hogg at the end of the year? No. I think they should... No, I don't think they should fight too hard, and I don't think that he should be paid like you know a massive sum but then i kind of think him personally whether he really likes glasgow whether he thinks it's best for his international career and he has two kids young family yeah. whether he wants to uproot them also he has to be really he has to be like within 100 miles of hoik at all time or else he spontaneously combusts <laughs> so he's going to the falcons he could go to the falcons <laughs> he's, going, he's going to the northeast i mean you just gotta you live in hoik and edinburgh's closer Imagine if Edinburgh just absolutely <laughs> Edinburgh roll in with a five one point five million deal for Hog. <laughs> uh, you gotta just do the two years at like Beeritz, get Beeritz one point two million a year, and then come back to Hoik, literally the king of Hoik. <laughs> I, yeah. reckon, I reckon we go Montpellier. Yes, no, yeah. very Vern, easily. Vern Carter will just be like, "I will. I've got the money to pay yeah. for you. I'll cut you the check." Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, and that's absolutely what will happen. Um, anything else we need to cover off on Glasgow? How good is Rob Harley? <laughs> he had a good game. He's in the boiler house and look at the scrum. He, he loves a fight. He must, clearly, I mean, for him to start these two games when you've arguably got the best team out, Dave Rennie must see something really handy in him. Yeah, no, I think he does a, he does a job. And is he a better second rower than Scott Cummings? I think he gets in around the park senses. more. Yeah, in some senses, he probably is. Mm. Yeah. I think what one of the issues with Glasgow has always been, as we've discussed a lot, is they're a very good Pro 14 side, potentially a pretty average European side. Yeah. Now, I know that Munster Pack was missing quite a lot of big-name players, but I think the Pack performance, especially in the first half, was European standard. Yeah, it was very good. Um. Which is a really, really good sign. And while, yeah, I mean, Munster were missing, what, Omani and Stander, Stander. and that, those sort of calibre of guys. But it's not, it's not bad Munster pack. No. But they are seasoned professionals. It's not the kids. Mm. Like, Leinster are just sending, like, their under-15s around at the moment. Yeah. They've got so much strength and depth. It is scary. But Glasgow, two from two, they roll on top of whichever conference they're in. We're not very good at the ones that is. Edinburgh, on the other side of the coin, are... Z- not from two, a couple of um, very close results. They lost literally the last kick of the game against Ulster. 30 points to 29 tries from Tom Brown and we Jimmy Johnson. Um, Hickey adding five pens and two conversions. At one stage, they were 22-6 up. Yeah, something like that. It was about 55, 60 minutes in and you're thinking, here we go, this is it. And then the, the wheels came off. I mean, yes, Ulster stepped up the performance in that second half, but come on, Edinburgh, you can't be losing from there. We desperately need a restart coach. It is. For Scottish rugby in general. I thought we'd maybe solved it. It, didn't, it hasn't seemed to come up in the last maybe year or so. But then it always rears its ugly head. 
Yeah, at crucial moments. I mean, I, I, I rewatched it again this morning, the last couple of minutes, obviously the hickey penalty, and you're thinking that's it. And then I also think the whole Edinburgh pack, if not the whole Edinburgh team, thought that's it as well. Because the restart itself, they just got beaten to the ball. Like, they mm. were all kind of felt that they were out of position. Yeah. It wasn't a particularly amazing sort of like, you know, one of the ones down the middle with like an Izzy Falau coming in, like yeah. tapping it back. Like, it was a, a fairly okay kick, and they just got beaten to the ball. When when everyone obviously when Edinburgh got this this throwing coach in, and everyone was like, "Oh, why haven't we been doing that for ages?" There's got to be a restart consultant in New Zealand somewhere yeah, sure. that you can just ship over. They're already good at it as well. But do you yeah. even? But do you really need a restart consultant? Is it that complicated? Surely Richard Cockrell knows enough about rugby. Is throwing that complicated? No, I agree with that as well. <laughs> like, it's true. Throwing's more technical than restarts. Yeah. It's, you know, sh- surely it just takes a couple of sessions. Surely it doesn't take that much longer to be like, right. <laughs> you, all, you know where to stand. You know you're lifting. You know what it's... If it goes short, you've got it. If it goes long, you've got it. Yeah, like, yeah. Here's a few blockers. And if, if you're a full-on restart consultant, <laughs> you're working about an hour and a half a day, and then you're sort of just wandering around trying to fill your time. Maybe I'll just create that job for myself, just sort of like slip in a CV and just yeah. sort of turn up and be like, just stand here, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I reckon you yeah. could watch. Just watch every sort of like New Zealand match for the last season on yeah. YouTube or wherever it is, and then just be like, right, that's what they're doing. You are now a fully qualified restart <laughs> consultant. That is the only thing you need. But you also see occasionally, like, Dan Carter will, like, kind of cover his mouth and then have a hand signal up to his yeah. forwards to what he's going to do. And I'm always like, well, you're either kicking it... You can see if you're kicking it left, you're either going to kick it short or long, or you go down the middle, or you... I just don't think it's that complicated. Like, you know, the fourth, the fourth option is obviously putting out on the field. Yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not many, so there's really not many like, trick plays you can do. Anyway. Out on the field, get the scrum. When, yeah. you, know you've, when you know you've got, you got a good, good scrum, scrum. <laughs> take the scrum ball. And thanks to um, long-time listener Lewis Forsyth, he sent us a really long email all about the need for a specialist restart coach, which we've just covered. Um, thanks a lot for that. Third time, long time listener, third time emailer. So Lewis is probably the only person who's regularly emailing mm. us. So. Got to be our number one fan. Yeah. He's certainly there at the moment yeah. in that chart <laughs> that we keep. But in terms, yeah. of, in terms of Edinburgh, top. overall, do you think there's been enough there? I think particularly the yes. performance against Ulster was a lot better than the Ospreys. It's still a tough game. I think there's enough there to say, you know, they're, they're going to have a good season. They should have a good season. Yeah. I mean... I remember parts of last season, we we weren't saying that the performance had particularly changed that much. It was more their ability to close out sure. tight games. And twice twice Can't in two weeks, well, we failed to close out a tight game. That's a good point. Last year, Edinburgh were winning matches in the last five minutes. Yeah. We are now losing them. I mean, I, st- I still think, and having listened to you guys last week, the Kingspan going away to Ulster, they are an improved side from last year. That is not something that's an easy game. No, it's not an easy game. And to, put, to score 29 points, to lose it by a point, pick up a bonus point on the road, you know, it's not, it's not a disaster. It's not a disaster, no. And uh, just think how intimidated Connor are going to be when they turn up to Murrayfield. Oh, that's bad. Four and a half thousand people. <laughs> the burnt orange army. Absolutely. <laughs> On their feet, filling the place. Can't wait. 
It's going to be good. I mean, my view is I, actually, I do think Edinburgh are much better than they were last year. I just think a lot of teams have improved. I think they, de- benef- def- they, definitely. they benefited from bigger teams like Ospreys were absolutely terrible last year. Ulster, Ulster, Ulster were absolutely terrible last year. And I think it's just possibly, and you know we don't like to praise the Pro 14 too much, the quality of the teams across the board has probably gone up a little bit. Apart wor- from the I'm Kings. Wor- I'm worried about... Um, <laughs> Apart from the Southern I'm Kings. really worried about the Benetton matches. Yeah. yeah. They could do like a clean sweep of the Scottish teams. Hey, they're really good. Benetton I, away. I'm I, worried about Edinburgh's group because Benetton and Ulster have both won their first two games. Yeah. And you've got Scarlets and you've got Leinster. That is a t- that's why that Ulster loss is so big. Yeah. Because it's actually like, it's almost like a two, two game swing. And Benetton, for some reason, are really good, but they won a ten of their last thirteen games in the Pro Fourteen. Yeah, I think Edinburgh could struggle to get in the playoffs. Haven't Benetton just got like lots of the Italian team plus some like sort of New Zealander and like sort of Islander yeah. imports, and it works really I well. Like, I wasn't saying that in a just <laughs> got a good coach. Like, got a good coach. Good. They got a good coach. Who's the coach? Guy Kieran Crowley. I know nothing about him apart from the fact he's from New Zealand. <laughs> and I based my assessment of him purely on that. And Benetton being sweet. Oh, yeah, exactly. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, so shall we, we have a look ahead? Yes. To the weekend, Friday night light, 7.30, Edinburgh, welcome Connet to the Big Bowl at Murrayfield. The cauldron. I, I don't know bowl. how many tickets have been sold. It's probably somewhere between 4,000 and 65,000. <laughs> I reckon there's a big old, there'll be a range, Swing. there'll be a range within there. 65,000, just going to miss out on a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> we just missed out by 55,000 people. We just missed out on it. That's a shame. Um, well, we've already seen Connor. Glasgow got a last minute victory against them a couple of weeks ago. Do you think this is Edinburgh's first win of the season? Matt? Yes, I think so. I don't think Connaught's have been great shakes this year. I think they're, they're two losses from two. Yeah. Yes. So I think this would be... Edinburgh should beat them with a bonus point, I think. Sorry, they won. They, oh, beat, they beat Zebri. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> that, that's barely a victory, though. Uh, I think, yeah, Edinburgh should win with a bonus point, and hopefully it's you know a bit of a springboard for the upcoming matches. Yep. Um, but the first two losses, fine. Get over it. Both away. Both just missed out. If they would go for a third loss at home to Connacht, then I think you're kind of going into a bit of shit. Is this season kind of coming off the yeah. rails a little bit? And then Richard Cockrell goes to Leicester. Yes, that is. Because <laughs> the, uh, the thing, because the thing is, is after they play, if they don't beat Connacht away, the next game is Leinster. Uh, sorry, Connacht at home. The next game is Leinster away. Ish. This is a pretty the start of the season. Yeah, it's a pretty I, tough start. I'm I'm with Matt though. I think there, I've seen enough in both of those Edinburgh games. I thought they were decent but really rusty down against the Ospreys. I think the first sixty minutes of that performance against Ulster was really really quality. And I think this weekend, have they updated on Matter's injury? I haven't seen anything, but he went off injured. I haven't seen anything, so hopefully it's not. Hopefully too bad. it's nothing too serious. Really he, had not. to, he had to go off, and that made a big difference. Brad, so, Bradbury was back. He's, he's so coming good. from injury. How much, playing for did, Melrose. Did you see how, how much better is Bradbury than other Prem 1 oh, players? It's, it's an so absolute unfair. joke. So unfair. Absolutely killing boys all around the park. And like Glasgow Hawks, I was reading, had a guy who is on like a partnership deal with GHK. So this is his first ever game for Hawks, and he's been playing for GHK. It's like three leagues below Prem 1. Yeah. And he's meant to be tackling Magnus Bradbury. And then Simon Bergen was playing prop for Borough Muir. Yeah. 
Like, and Daryl Marfo. And Daryl Marfo. <laughs> Oh, Daryl. I haven't thought about Daryl for a wee while. Is he he's, all right? He's, he's, he's and who, is he coming back from injury? He's on the comeback trail. Oh, I think so. Mate, well, there must be some Scotland games around the corner. Darryl's oh, yeah. He, back. He's back for the Ottoman International. He only Don't plays, he only plays <laughs> Scotland games. Oh, yeah. Here we go. He's the Scottish Rich McConnor. Just keep, keep him in bubble wrap until the World Cup. Um, so, I think Edinburgh win. Alan, do you think it's a win? I think Cockrell is going to have absolutely beasted the Edinburgh team this week and I think yes it was quite straight in his post-match interview he was sort of like yeah I thought we played really well he was quite sanguine he was quite I thought he'd be absolutely tearing strips out of them been utilising the Headspace app he's getting very zen in his older <laughs> age <laughs> that's what Stockbridge does to a man I know just love it, <laughs> it's changed it him it's changed him no I think bonus point win for Edinburgh Three bonus point wins. That would be great. That would get them off. They're at the bottom of Conference Bree at the moment. Southern oh. Kings have got two losing bonus points as well. I know. Edinburgh right. really scraping down there. Um, and then Saturday evening, Cheetahs versus Glasgow. Glasgow on the first of their away South African swing. Alan, three from three for Glasgow? Yeah, 100%. I don't actually think the Cheetahs are as good as they were last year because quite a few of the like good players have just been moved across in yeah. super rugby and and injuries as well yeah and obviously they've they've been essentially pumped by Munster and Ospreys in this sort of opening two games I think that Glasgow team's going to go down and just be too strong I don't think it's going to be an absolute hammering or anything but I think that Glasgow team's got too much for for the cheetahs I I think I think it's a really tough match actually I think it might be quite similar to the game last year which was sort of what 36-35 in the end or something potentially my favourite game of the year last year yeah but you know quite stressful oh yeah I think it'll be a close one I actually wouldn't be as surprised if the Cheetahs won and I wouldn't be that fussed alright wouldn't be that fussed alright mate I think Uh, Glasgow need to stop winning like the first 10 games of the season and training <laughs> off. They need to lose and then build up, right? That's what you do. You peak. Yeah. So whether it's anything to do with deliberate peaking or not, a loss isn't so bad. I am with Alan. I don't think it's going to be as easy as he says, but I think there is going to be a Glasgow win there. We're all at a wedding. We'll get a stream going on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll that'd be good. Yeah, we'll, stream, we'll stream it live. That'd be okay, wouldn't it? I think it's on during the dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, they got, have they got the big screen going. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, fine. absolutely fine. Uh, so that'll be good. So we're predicting two wins. Well, I think Matt's being a negatron for the week with the guys. Guys, there's a couple of other bits I just want to pick up in our Twitter feed. We got a cryptic message. We asked what your talking points were. The King of Rock on Twitter says, <laughs> "Is Q jumping at Fingers Piano Bar a good warm up for the big game against Connet?" Apparently there was some um, some Edinburgh lads fingers piano bar last well, week. I did that once before a, a national one game against Kelso, and I scored two tries. So yeah, I think I think it actually is. <laughs> I mean, it's not like good it's the preparation. Night. It relaxes it's the, you. It's not the night before, but you know the weekend uh, before, letting a bit of steam off after the lost toss. The boys just want to hear a bit of piano. Yeah, they want Let, Deacon they, Blue, they, all right? They yeah, dignity by Deacon Blue. Yeah, that's all they wanted. With a blue WKD. Yeah, just having a Diet Coke in the back, just <laughs> listening to Deacon Blue. So I'm just here for the music. Yeah, I'm here for the pianist. <laughs> and finally, just on Glasgow and their trip to South uh, Africa, Lewis Anderson. So we're going to put you on the spot here, Lewis. You've said Nick Frisbee to play some ten in South Africa. Heard it, heard it here first. So Lewis, if that happens, Alan will buy you a tropical VK. Yes, that will happen. That's definitely that's the prize for your um, uh, yeah for looking ahead that far. Um, it could have make sense. I could imagine them playing maybe Ali Price, Nick Frisbee, nine ten. Why yeah. not? Maybe Lewis has got some insight. Maybe we should 
get them on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if that materializes. Um, I think that's it for us, lads, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. That's all good. That's Thanks all good. again for joining us, um, catching up with us um, on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. Please let us know what you think in the emails, thethistlerugby at gmail.com. We love your correspondence and we'll get back with some gifts and some really, really slanted polls on Instagram at thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And we will see you next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.